Welcome everyone to episode number 61 here on the Proven Knowledge Podcast. This is the Creator Series. Today I welcomed a guest that I met on Clubhouse actually back in February. His name is Rothstein Beats. Uh, today we talked about his move from Vegas, which was his hometown, to Virginia, where he made many musical connections in the industry and everything. And he talked about uh, starting his label called Casino Gang and having artists, um, I think he said three artists signed to him. Um, and he said he has a lot of music he's been working on with them coming up that will be coming out starting at the end of this month, which I'm looking forward to. Um, but most importantly, we talked about Rothstein's clubhouse room, which is called Music Networking No Egos. And that's actually the room where we connected on originally uh, back in February when I joined Clubhouse. And I think the real cool thing I've always found about Rothstein, especially just being in that room, is that he's a very genuine guy. Uh, he's a very giving person. Uh, he gives a lot of his time to artists. Um, to really just anyone, doesn't matter, you know, what level or stage of their career, you know, they are at, he doesn't really care, he's all about plugging people and making connections with people and just helping people out, so, you know, I knew I had to get him on this show, and without further ado, let's get into the episode. Welcome everyone to episode number 61 here on the Proven Knowledge Podcast, this is the Creator Series. Today we have a really incredible producer, uh, he's a uh, overall, man, this guy, I don't even know what to say about this guy, man, I'm just going to let him kind of, you know, go in through himself. I met this dude on Clubhouse uh, a few months ago, and he reached out, you know, about being on my show, and I really appreciate it. Mr. Rothstein Beats is here, how are you, man? Yes, sir, yes, sir, I'm doing good, man, how about yourself, Anthony, how you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing great, like I said, and, you know, um, I'm just glad to get you on the show today, Uh you know, because I think I think it was like February when I originally got on Clubhouse, and I remember seeing your room, which I'll let you kind of touch on that in a bit. But I remember, you know, going in your room and kind of just introducing myself, and I told everybody about my podcast and everything. And you, uh, you ended up just DMing me, and I was like, hell yeah, man! Like you seem like a really genuine dude, and you got a lot of cool stuff going on. I remember checking out your Instagram and everything. So, uh, you know, like I said, I know it's been a few months, but. I'm kind of interested to get to know a little bit more about you. So basically to have, you know, every, to start off every episode, we basically have the guests kind of give a little bit of background as far as how you got into music, um, you know, where your name came from and everything. Got kind of just the basics for those that might not be familiar with you. Yes, sir. Well, again, man, thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm big on the support. You you definitely come to my room and support me. So, I, you know, I definitely big on giving my time and my, you know, information and spreading it to a different audience as well. So thank you for having me on your show. Um, but for those who don't know who I am, I'm Rothstein Beats. I'm a music producer. Um, I'm from Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, I have been producing for a while, but I am currently in Virginia, uh, the Hampton Roads area, 757. Shout out to everybody there. Um, working with some artists. Um, I'm also a on-air radio personality out here for Streets 877 102.1. Uh, man, I, I got a couple things. I want to name everything I do, but I, I, I do a couple things. I also have my own independent record label, Casino Gang Records. Um, and I have three dope artists that's going to be dropping uh, singles. Actually, we got one coming at the end of this month, and we got one next month, and then the following month. So we're dropping a single these next three months from my artists. So I just want to make sure I mention that. And uh, again, man, thanks thanks for having me on the show, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no problem, man. Like I said, I see you staying busy a lot, like through your social media stories and everything and IG stories and whatnot. And I'm kind of interested as far as like producing goes for you. Like how do you usually start the process as far as like, let's just say you're in the studio with one of your artists, right? And 
you might you might be beginning an album or something like how are you going about attacking that process for an artist are you just starting with just maybe putting together some ideas musically or are you kind of picking their brain for a bit and just seeing what direction they want to go in like how over the years how has that evolved for you you think yeah, I mean, um, what I currently like to do, especially if I'm working with the artists, uh, if I don't know them, I try to get to know them because that, that adds to the mood of the music, you know, and you always want to approach music with some kind of vibe or mood that you want to provide to the listeners. So when I talk to the artists and I see, hey, man, they, they may have been in a toxic relationship or a bad relationship, so maybe they want to get those feelings out. So I might make uh, those type of music or I might get with an artist with a bunch of energy and they just like to party, they like to hang out. So guess what? We're going to make some up-tempo club, you know, and I try to fit their personality. And a lot of times the best artists, uh, their music reflects their personality. Mm. And, you know, I try to use that whenever I try to attack the music. Now, it wasn't always that case. You know, before I used to just already kind of have some pre-made beats and then I just connect with the artists and if they like the beats, then we'll work from there. And, you know, and, and then I, I called myself a beat maker at that time because I didn't really help with the song. I didn't mm. provide no help or good hooks or do anything like that. But now, um, you know, with me creating music on my own, um, with the artists, I help co-write with the artists. I tell them my, my vibe when I made the beat, you know, or my ideas. Uh, I write hooks and choruses and all that. So uh, that's what I like to do now is just more so bring the person and the music together and make a, a great union between the two. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best part, too, is like it's really a marriage between the two. You know what I mean? As far as like you have the artist and they have their stories and everything, and you're just trying to bring that out of them in the best way with the music. So I think there, like you said, there's a big difference between just, you know, maybe you play something for them and they take it because they like it. And then really just sitting down with them and kind of just hearing their story. And each song, regardless, is going to reflect some type of a story. So as a producer, it's like you want to bring that out of the artist the best way you can. And hopefully it translates over once you guys are, you know, making the record and everything. So I think that's very uh, like crucial. So how long have you been actually producing then? Like, what is the number of years then for you? <laughs> well, you know, uh, I, my older brother, he's, he's about uh, two years older than me. He was actually rapping um, when we was in high school. So uh, I used to go to the studio with him mm-hmm. and, you know, they used to have like the Casio keyboard and stuff like that. So... I just always was just interested in sounds. I just love beats. like, And, of course, I love lyrics. You know what I mean? I'm um, In the 90s, it was just a lot of influences and a lot of sampling. And so I love old school music. So I did a lot of sampling. So um, I really say I didn't really got, get serious until I got to college. And I really say that um, it was really around 2004 is when I, I kind of, like, said, hey, this, you know, People start knowing me around campus and stuff, having some hot beats. And, you know, I used to use a program called MTV Music Generator. And people did not, and it was on PlayStation 1. So people did not believe I made beats on PlayStation. <laughs> so I used to have paid, uh, guys used to pay $5 to come in my dorm room. We actually had, like, my dorm room was, like, at the corner. And they would pay $5 to come in here and listen to my beats. And so they were like, no, ain't no way. I was like, all right, well, come in here. And then next thing you know, it just was, like, the thing I used to do it around campus 
And so I say all that to somehow it got word to my speech teacher. Um, she was like, hey, I got this music program that I do and I hear around campus that you're, you know, a dope, you know, excellent producer. So I want you to, you know, get with this guy. He ended up being uh, Chad Hugo's cousin from the Neptunes. He never told us that. I found out years later that he wow. was, but he was a dope musician himself. So he taught me the MPC 2000 and the Triton and a bunch of sound modules and stuff. So mm -hmm. that was 2004. And that was really the time when I really got, you know, understood scales, you know, uh, tempo, you know, BPMs, all that stuff around that around that time. So I say the beginning was 2004, but 2006 is really when I got my introduction to the mm -hmm. music business. It's funny you mentioned the MTV generator because I know I've heard of some other producers that started on that. I know Curtis King is one of them. I listen to his podcast and he says that all the time. He's like, I started on the generator. He's like, people were like making fun of me, like clowning me. But he's like, it really helped me kind of learn the basics. And then I went up to like FL Studio and all this other stuff. So like, I've definitely heard that one before. So that's kind of cool. But that's also very cool about like Chad Hugo's cousin and everything. I'll kind of like that kind of led one thing kind of led to another and then. Like here you are now doing all the things you're doing. So, man, I, I I didn't even know. Like it it you know of course back then I was just excited to be around it. Mm -hmm. I just you know I just was so interested in it. And um, the song that I always credit to make you know me become a producer was Outcast Elevators, and it was just something about the baseline and the snare that I was like, how did they make this beat? <laughs> like, I, and I remember listening to the instrumental. And then I got with people who actually made beats and they kind of broke it down to me about the baseline, about, you know, everything like that. So mm -hmm. it's just education, just number one is what I always tell artists, just learn about music if you're mm -hmm. trying to get into it. Yeah. So, so Outkast, that's a great example, right? So who else besides them would you say was a huge influence on you? Maybe even growing up to like your childhood, like who did you listen to like in the house, like that you were, when you heard of, you were like, man, I eventually one day I got to do like music like them. <laughs> Oh man, it, I, I I definitely remember my parents playing the old school seventies music. So you know James Brown's, the Marvin Gaye's, um, and then on to Michael Jackson and Prince, and just like being my dad was a big music collector, so he had a lot of records. So uh, he, I, I definitely credit him as well. My father being a big influence of just showing me all type of music. You know what I mean? And then. Uh, I got into Wu-Tang and, you know, listened to RZA and, you know, uh, Knox and Bink and uh, then Kanye. And then just, you know, throughout the years, just seeing how music just evolves, you know, mm -hmm. from me growing up as a kid to, you know, now participating and being a part of it. So uh, just anyone who just Jay-Z, a lot of them I mean, a lot of artists come to mind. So um, but I also love uh, other genres, you know, as well, you know, so all those um, help you know, create a unique sound for me mm -hmm. because I pride myself on not having my beat sound the same. So a lot of, once once you start to hear a little bit more of the professional stuff that's getting ready to come out, you'll see that. Um, it's going to be like, oh, you made that too? Oh, you made that? You know, it's, it's, it's you know, I like to have versatility. Mm -hmm. the, the, dude, producers with versatility and like diversity, that's the best producers to me. The ones that like, they'll make some hardcore hip hop and then the next minute they're doing like pop or they're doing R&B yes. or something, it's like, wait a minute, like, that's the same person? It's like, mm -hmm. I love that. So I'm looking forward to seeing what you can come, can come up with for sure. And you're only the second person to mention Knotts as one of your influences. He's dope, man. Like, all the stuff he's done for Pusha T, that's like my favorite 
stuff ever. Alone in Vegas, that's like my favorite Pusha T song. Man, come on, man. That slap, and, and I got to thank, uh, I want to shout out my guy Moon because he was the guy who actually brought me to meet Knots. And Knots is now someone I call a big brother, a mentor. So, you know, like you said, listening to him and mm-hmm. Buster Rhymes, what he did with Buster Rhymes. And I mean, come on, Jay Dillis. I mean, it's a, it's a lot of dope producers. So they helped, they, they helped raise me. And mm-hmm. I tell them that all the time. If it wasn't for these guys, you know, I, I would not, you know, be as where I'm at with this. Mm-hmm. That's super awesome, man. So I know you said that you're from Vegas. Now you're in Virginia. I'm curious to know kind of what led you to make that move. Was it about connections? Was it about family, personal? Like, what was the real reason for that? Well, uh, it it was definitely both. It was actually both. Um, I did go to college in Virginia. Hmm. Um, Ironically, I went to Norfolk State University. Um, I left Norfolk State, went back to Vegas, uh, where I, you know, I, you know, after school, I was out there trying to figure out what I was going to do with myself, uh, working jobs. I ended up meeting a guy who's really like my, my brother. <laughs> I ended up meeting out there, and he became my manager. He was like, man, your beats were so dope. Um, I started rapping, uh, which was so funny because I had so many beats. I started coming up with concepts and flows myself. Ended up coming up with a compilation album called Getting Dough in 702. It was, it was a big, big hit in Vegas. Um, I was able to like perform at various casinos. Um, I ended up going to California, getting signed to an uh, a indie label who distri- had distribution through Universal. So I, I had I was on Spotify back in 2009 as one of the first kind of digital down you know downloads. So you know it's crazy to see where the you know the game's at now. And so you know so I, I had stuff. A lot of people don't know I did that back in the day because I really just kind of stuck to. I'm a producer at heart, but I, I somehow they was Kanye. They thought I could be like the next Kanye West <laughs> at that time. Um, but then I had uh, end up uh, my mother ended up passing away. So I ended up stopped doing music altogether. Um, I became a father, so that also, you know, uh, took precedence over my music career. But I was still making beats. I was still working, still, you know, working with a lot of independent artists, people over in England, um, all type of stuff like that. You know, no one that was really big, big, but you know, um, it just uh, they kept me working. They kept, you know, kept buying beats, so it kept, uh, you know, kept me working. Then fast forward to uh, my son being in Virginia. So, so I said, hey, I was either going to stay in Vegas or I was going to go to Virginia to be a father. Mm-hmm. So I just I made the move to Virginia during the, one of the heights of my careers. But it was still like the best thing that I did was move to Virginia, got set up out here, met a bunch of amazing people and just been, you know, working from here and now. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm you know, from Clubhouse to, to where I'm at now. So Yeah, that's super awesome, man. And I know, like, for example, like the casino gang, like name and everything. I assume that's influenced by Vegas. So, yes, sir. how did that whole thing come about? Like the record label and kind of the <laughs> the artists you got under you. Like, how did that whole thing get started then? Yes, sir. Well, um, I got to shout out my 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 friend Frankie. He's a he's a professional gambler in Vegas. <laughs> he uh, told me years ago uh, when the uh, New England Patriots was playing um, the Giants. And so he said, hey, they didn't call me Rothstein at that time. You know, they, they called me Stutter at that time. He was like, hey, take all the money you got and bet on the Giants. And I'm like, there's no way the Giants <laughs> going to beat the Patriots. There's no way. He's like, trust me. He said, whatever you lose, I'll give it back to you. I was like, oh, man, he must know something. So I, I remember I had like almost $3,000 that I put down on them. As you know, they won. The payout was amazing. So I one day was wearing a suit, nice tailored suit. 
Um, I had some shades on, and some. And I was walking the casino. Yeah, I was walking in the Bellagio with my cigar, and they was like, one guy was like, "Man, who you think you are, Sam Rothstein?" Uh, and my real name is Stan. I said, "No, nah, I'm Stan Rothstein." And like, "Yeah, man, you Rothstein, man. I like that. I'm gonna call you Rothstein from here on out." <laughs> and Casino is one of my favorite movies. You know, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm, I went to the house and everything. I love the movie, so Casino, of course, Rothstein, and then Casino. Uh, so I put Casino Game. You know what I mean to mm. tie in with the Rothstein. So it all ties into that. I got something big that's gonna be dropping next year. Um, that's gonna kind of give it you know, a little bit more background on the casino gang and how it started. So, um, you know, a lot of Vegas, a lot of Vegas things, but Virginia is also my home. I always rep Virginia as well. Yeah. That's all. That's kind of cool to see how it all kind of tied together in that way too. So that's really awesome. So now this could be your artist or maybe someone else that you've worked with in the past. Who do you think you've worked with that you're like, we have a lot of chemistry. Like you can just tell that, the energy's there and the chemistry is there. Is there one person that kind of sticks out to you? Man, um, one person is in mind right now is actually my artist, Megan B, who's um, actually getting ready to drop July 31st with her first debut single called Ride. Um, she's actually an amazing vocalist. Um, she's also in Pharrell's Voices of Fire Choir. That's on Netflix, so make sure y'all watch Voices of Fire. I want to plug that. Um but me and her, we, we started on this journey about a year ago. Um, we met her through some um, music friend that we had at the time. Um, and we just we just clicked. Uh, we talked for like an hour. Uh, we exchanged numbers. And then we met every week for like almost a year um, and worked on songs. So we, we have over 20 plus songs um, that we've worked on together. And then we condensed it down to about 10 songs. So um, we're probably around the top of next year, we'll have her album out, which I produced exclusively. And uh, man, it, it's just an amazing, amazing time to see her grow as an artist and a songwriter. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing that single. You might have to send me that when it you comes definitely out. Get, you would definitely get uh, a, a copy of it. Uh, we're actually about to start the press run um, today. So today nice. you're going to be seeing a lot of the cover and um, probably a little preview of the music. So nice. just just be, just be looking out for that. Yeah, I'm, put, I'm putting together like Spotify playlists now, so I'd love to make it a part of one of my playlists if I could. Man, you have the, I'm sending you everything. You're going to get the whole press kit, my guy. So as soon as we get it all together, I'm going to send it all to you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing it for sure. So I know that, you know, you've utilized, let's say, let's use Clubhouse for an example. I was going to, I was going to talk about social media, but we'll we'll go to Clubhouse because I know that, you know, you've utilized Clubhouse in a big way since it kind of like blew up. And let's talk about your room for a second. If you just want to (laughs) kind of give people you know, a little bit of background on your room and kind of what you've been doing these last few months on there. Man, man. Thank you, brother. Uh, man, it, it, you know, I just want to say this before I talk about my room. Um, because if you've ever been on clubhouse and if you ever try to start a room yourself, a lot of times it's just going to be you in there, you know what (laughs) I mean? (laughs) So it's probably going to be, or if not one other, two other people that you know. Mm -hmm. So just stick with it. It's about being consistent. So I just want to keep people who, who try rooms and then they shut it down after 10 minutes and no one comes. Mm -hmm. I just, you have to just stick with it because, uh, that's what happened with my room. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, I joined clubhouse. I didn't know what it was when I joined in November of last year. Um, I didn't know nothing about being on stage. I didn't know anything. I was just lost and confused, just like everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once I kind of got into the groove, started meeting people, and then really connecting with people who are in the industry, like 
I mean, I, I mean, I've connected with so many people. I mean, people ask me, how do I have so many followers? And I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I guess people like me. I guess. I don't know. You know, but I'm consistently on there. Um, I, people tell, thank me for having a room. Um, my room is called Music Networking with No Egos. Um, if you go on Clubhouse, all you got to do is search in the clubs. Um, we're actually in the top 30 clubs for networking on the whole app, so I, I do want to make sure I say that. I'm very proud of that. Um, you know, we're growing every day. Um, I want to. I do want to shout out Auntie Jackie, Bots, 42, um, David, Will, um, my whole crew that helps run the room and help moderate the room. And uh, man, we just we talk about music, entertainment, and film. That's the name, the power of networking, music, entertainment, and film. We let people speak, introduce themselves, let us know what they do, connect, network. I mean, that's how me and Anthony are connecting, and and this is what we call the power of networking. Mm -hmm. Where you know we took it from Clubhouse, now we're on here speaking to each other. So I, this is what um, you know I created the platform for. Mm -hmm. Exactly, and I'll tell you what. When I first like found your room, it was one like I said. I think it was one of the first rooms I found because I just started following music people, and it must have been like one of my followers was in there one day. So I went in the room and. I just remember, like, I don't know, something about the energy that you have and, like, that all the co-hosts have. It's like you guys keep it very lively. Even in the morning when you guys start at, like, I don't think you start at, like, 8 a.m. or whatever, and you go to, like, noon or 11 or whatever. It's like you guys keep it very – keep the energy high, you know what I mean? And you're making sure, like, everybody's, like, giving the hellos and everything and, like, welcoming everybody in showing love to people. So I just thought it was, like, a great room from the beginning. Like, something that you have – just about your personality, man, is just incredible and the way you run it. So I commend you for that because it's just like I think what you set out to do, you're doing it. And like you said, it keeps growing every day. And I know that for a fact because I've been in there now the last few weeks again. And I'm seeing like there's a lot more people in there now. Like, man. Uh, it's crazy. And, they, and, and they just throughout the day, and some people, you know, they tell me they don't come back because they already introduced themselves. I'm like, yeah. but it's new people that come in there and are looking for stuff. It's people that yeah. are looking to collaborate. It's people that are looking to take their career to the next level. Yeah. So why not have a space where we all can meet? Why not have a space where we can collaborate? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've, I mean, I met streaming companies, attorneys. Um, I mean, uh, graphic designers, artists, painters, flute players, every, any, you know, actors, whatever you're pretty much looking for. We say that in my room. You can find it in this room if you're looking for it. And, uh, we're, and everybody's respectful. You know, you know, it, sometimes rooms do get out of control, but for the 99% of the time, our room is pretty controlled mm -hmm. environment and a safe space for anybody, you know, and it's from people all over the world, which is amazing as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had India. Uh, India and, and China and um, Iran, you know what I mean? It's just like in one in this room, we're all just in here talking and, and sharing ideas and meeting each other and getting to know each other. And, and I think that's the super dope about it. Yeah. So. And I love, like you said, it expands beyond music. There's artists, there's videographers, like there's people in there that have done music videos for huge artists and things like that. And they'll come in and introduce themselves and you'll be like, oh, I didn't even know this person existed. Like, I didn't know that even their job description was a thing. And then you'll like, right. find them and connect with them. I think I even connected with um, uh, Irko on there. I think you know Irko. Uh -huh. I connected yep. with him on there and he's... He's going to be on the podcast a couple episodes before this. So we already had our conversation. So. That's dope. And that was in your room. So, like, I got to thank you for that, man. 
for sure. Hey, man, no, for, that's what I'm calling mm-hmm. the power of networking. Get in there, meet somebody, whatever you do. Like we, we're all here to help each other with different platforms. Erico's a, a, a great, great guy. Um, when his studio's built, he already invited me to come out. So I mean, like that's like that's like it's so amazing because you can go to different places and have people that really feel like friends. Um, because you do talk almost every day. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, I speak to these people literally like every day. So, you, you know, you get to know people. Yeah, exactly, man. And like I said, great job on the room and keep it up, bro. For real. Thank you, man. Thank you. It's, it's, I, what you're doing is very important to me and to a lot of other people. So that's awesome. So you mentioned your artist, Megan, and you're doing that album and everything. What else can we expect music wise coming up? Probably at least let's say the next six months before 2022 comes up. Man, we got, we got some big releases coming up. Um, I, it's some people that it's an artist that I can't say until the paperwork is done because I don't like to jinx myself. Yeah. <laughs> but if this artist gets on this record, then um, you'll hear my name. It's gonna be you know. It's gonna, I mean, I got some big things going on anyway. But this artist, this song, I'm very proud of if it, when they do come out. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm also working with Brandon the Brain. He's an artist as well as mine. He's uh, from Virginia Beach as well. Amazing male vocalist. Uh, we're gonna be trying to bring. We're bringing and R&B back with with uh, some of his music, um, some soul music. I also have my sister who I've been grooming since she's been young um, and now it's time for her to finally release her song which will be coming in September. Um, I have a beat tape that's going to be dropping um, sometime this month. I'm surprising the people um, with the release. Uh, it will be dropping this month um, called 1979 El Dorado. So it's based off of uh, uh, when Sam Rothstein car got exploded. You know what I mean? Like I'm bringing the heat to your speakers, going to blow your speakers out. So that's uh, the motivation for that. Um, and then I also gonna be working on some movie soundtracks as well. Uh, we got a, I got a company that they're they're having a movie that they're working on, so I'll be providing some soundtracks for that. Um, and think licensing opportunities. So it's a, it's a lot of you know a lot of different things that I thank Clubhouse for because um, you know it's a lot of people interested in hearing my music. Um, they're looking for new music. They're looking for fresh. And, uh, you know, fresh music with new producers. So um, I'm looking to make my, my splash in these next coming uh, months. Actually, mm-hmm. starting this month, you're going to start, you know, seeing, uh, hearing what I got coming up. Mm, love it, man. Absolutely love that. So if you could go back 10 years ago, maybe give yourself a piece of advice or maybe not change anything at all, what do you think you would do? I would tell myself, open your mouth and network. Don't be afraid. <laughs> don't just be such a studio rat mm-hmm. and i and i felt like i was i felt like i was working on my craft but i also missed out on opportunities that i kind of i probably could have been a little bit more further ahead in my career mm-hmm. um but i decided to more so kind of just stick in the studio instead because there'll be events going on and networking events but a lot of us creatives are more so like we kind of like to be by ourselves sometimes and you know and just want to stay in the creative process but you do have to do the business side mm-hmm. which is create relationships with people so i'll tell this to any young and -and up-and-coming producers um get out and meet people go on clubhouse develop relationships sometimes the relationship may be two years from now you might have something that can change your life you know what i mean you 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 about to blow up and then you your platform becomes so big then you bring me back on your platform so you know what i mean it's just it's all about i'm I'm sorry i got that um it's all about our relationships so build your relationships now and uh you know you know just nurture them for the future Mm -hmm. So if we flip it then, let's say 10 years from now, where do you think you envision yourself in your life and your career? 
Yeah, 10 years from now, I'll be um, uh, working on uh, some films. I plan on being a, a big-time film score. I plan on, you know, I probably wouldn't, I, I would still be an executive in music, but I'll probably do more so consulting um, and uh, working on my foundation. Um, I'm, I want to create a library um, with the studio inside of it. Um, so I got a couple uh, tech ideas, you know what I mean, and, and, and educational ideas mm-hmm. as well. So um, I just plan on being just a, just somebody just to mentor the youth and, you know, help continue to make this music as, as great as possible and uh, just to be a big uh, positive influence for those, uh, you know, people who's, you know, it's hard to be a creative sometimes. You get down on yourself sometimes mm-hmm. when things are not happening and, you know, you got bills due or you, you, you know, you got this dream and you're feeling like you, you're not, you're not living it. Just, just keep going. Just keep going. So that, that, that's what, you know, in the next 10 years, you know, I should be living my best life. Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> Love it, man. So do you have any final words of wisdom today for the listeners? Man, my, my words of wisdom is, uh, love yourself first because if you can't motivate and encourage yourself to pick yourself up when things get hard, then it, you know you you gonna have you gonna have many more days like that. So just kind of prepare yourself to, to to you know not be so hard on yourself. If you make a mistake, hopefully you don't make nothing that you can't recover from. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but at the same time, just stay motivated. Uh, your dreams will come true, and I know people seem like it's a cliche thing, but they do come true if you work on them. And whatever you put into it is what you're gonna get out. So if you do a half halfway job, you're gonna get a halfway uh, response. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if you don't play the lottery, you ain't gonna win. So hello. <laughs> Goes back to the casino thing, right? A little if bit. If you don't gamble, <laughs> if you don't gamble, you won't win. Yeah, exactly, man. Well, Rothstein, that's all I have for you today, man. Uh, I like I said, I thank you for even reaching out to be on my platform. I love what you're doing on Clubhouse. I'm looking forward to hearing all the music you're working on coming up. And I know you mentioned, you know, doing this again. I'm down to do this again, man. Hopefully in person next time. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to do it in person for sure, for sure, because I want to, you know, we got to dig in deep a little Uh bit more. And, uh, you know, and and I want to talk some more about, like, the business side of the music industry as well, because I am doing a lot of mentoring on that side of it as well. Thanks, everyone, for listening today. That was episode number 61. We'll be back this time next week. As always, hit the support button on your podcast streaming platform if you want to send any funds. And give us that five-star rating if you really enjoyed the episode. So we'll see you next week, guys. Thank you very much.